Hey, good news, everyone. We can all click a button. We're all capable. When the three founders assemble, they form a headless one-armed Voltron. Not ideal, but good enough for a podcast. Founder Quest. So, I am feeling great this morning. I'll tell you why. Oh, good. Why are you feeling great? So, for the past couple weeks, I've been working on cleaning up the low-level noise, like errors that are happening that aren't really severe, you know, and that get corrected because of retries and, and things like that. So, you know, stuff that's not like broken, broken, it's just annoying. So I just yesterday, I think, finished off the last of those things. So, you know, we've had a, a, we've had a few big things over the past several months. We've had the account building migration. We've had the Elasticsearch migration. We've had the payload storage migration. And now, as of yesterday, we have no lingering low-level errors happening. It's just clean. The logs are quiet. Everything is happy. Nice. That's amazing. Good job. Thanks. I thought it was kind of quiet like around here. It's like butter. It's like butter. <laughs> yeah, it feels really good. I got through my to-do yeah. list uh, items that were kind of along those lines to this week, actually. So that does feel good. I'm I'm like on to uh, having time for real work again now until I come in on Monday and <laughs> have a bunch of busy work again. <laughs> well, yesterday was my birthday, so I took it off. So I'm the slacker this week. Happy birthday. Um, thank Happy you. Happy birthday. Thank you. It was very nice. Um, just like I didn't actually really do anything special. I just went about sort of a normal day, but without any rush like i was just like i am going to going to take my time and take as long as i want and whatever i'm doing and it was very nice it was very nice just having that um you know off and i mean i didn't actually work but i did um just kind of read and stuff so cool sounds great and sounds like I, the perfect uh, birthday to be honest i know it's yeah. pretty great yeah yeah my kid was very enthusiastic until like she was super enthusiastic all week she like made all these like like decorations and everything and bir- like all these tiny little birthday present crafts that were just adorable and then like when my birthday dinner actually rolled around they went to the restaurant to pick up the food and everything and they came back and she didn't like any of the food that we got <laughs> and so she just like threw just a shit fit <laughs> and it's like oh, i was trying to have my nice dinner and like you really pumped this up for me <laughs> and now you're just <laughs> now, now you're just like uh, you're just like some sort of like caveman like or something. Did, she definitely did it intentionally yeah <laughs> this was her plan all along yeah they break they they build you up to tear you down <laughs> that's children for you but yeah but other than that i um i got done or you know i got a lot of uh i made a lot of progress on this interesting project that we're doing where we're going to be using the our sort of blog author setup to do some uh, to generate some reports to make things easier for us sort of internally right because it's kind of hard for yeah you know Josh and everybody who's involved with the the libraries the client libraries to you know keep tabs on like 500 different languages at once just like keeping tabs on one programming language is kind of hard because everything changes every 6 weeks and so, yeah, so we're going to try and get some authors to sort of go in, 
maybe start on a quarterly basis and come up with sort of reports about like what's going on in a specific community and and yeah and if, they, so if it turns out they're useful yeah if it turns out they're useful we'll probably start sharing them and you know via our blog or email or something whatever allows us to ex- extract the maximum value from you people <laughs> the, this came around or came about because i was like star i'm tired of reading 15 newsletters every week and i just want to read like one thing like once a quarter or something like that and know what's going on and uh, so star was like i can do that yeah, we're going to have it. It's going to be awesome. So in, in a recent episode, we, when we talked about the vendor that you're not going to just to name on air, Star. I'll say it. It's okay. It's Lovesack. I was just <laughs> feeling weird about it at that time. I, it's a terrible name. I realized later, though, that it's based on Love Seat. Mm. It's like a Love Seat mm-hmm. beanbag type thing. At first, I thought it was a pun on Love Shack, which seemed like a really weird <laughs> way to... I mean, I guess who am I to talk like my products named Honey Badger? Uh, but true. Yeah. I'm sorry. What were you going to say, Ben? <laughs> yeah. So I, I brought that up to say that we had asked in our podcast episode where we discussed that we had asked people to respond to us on Twitter if they had any recommendations, and we actually got a recommendation, which was great. And the person was talk- who responded suggested that you know perhaps we could uh, engage people via Twitter more from our podcast, and so with this report thing that you're talking about that made me think, hey, you know, if, if someone out there would be interested in receiving a report like we just described, you should let us know on Twitter. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. The and, uh, Honey Badger and, Intelligence Report. Exactly. Dibbent. Exactly. Yeah, I'm abbreviating it HBI. Yeah. Your HBI briefing. That sounds very official, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Expect that to come out like on the first Thursday of the quarter, you know, right after the payroll report or something. Exactly, exactly. People are going to just be like, let me just tell you, the markets are going to move when that thing drops. <laughs> there are people out there that could, could benefit from this sort of thing. It's not, maybe not everyone, but anyone who's like, who has to keep up with multiple like different tech language communities as a part of their job, which is like me, like I maintain all of our integrations and stuff across like the entire internet and so, or the entire industry. So there's a lot of what did like news and releases and like what are the trends that you know people are talking about on twitter if i tried to like stay on top of all that like 24 7 i just never leave my you know i never leave my desk yeah it's so much work like i honestly i'm kind of in the same boat even though i'm i don't work on the client libraries like like i consider myself a developer i don't that's not really most of my job lately but yeah like i i'm a ruby developer and I would like to keep up with the Ruby community and everything. And, but like when you're doing a job that isn't quite, you know, just day in, day out Ruby development, it's kind of hard to do that. Right. So like, I would love to, I would love to have like a, a, a thing to come to me every few months. It's like, I just need to like spend 30 minutes reading this once a quarter and I will have a good handle on Things. So if I go to a conference, I just don't sound stupid when people come up and talk. Yeah, to you'll me. be in the know. Yeah, Star. Can I'll we like? Can we like send this out like snail mail to people? Do you think like oh, you know like yeah, an old yeah, school yeah. like an old school newsletter? You know like before in the, the internet, newsletter. like people you know anyone who had an opinion. We could even have like a section where we like prognosticate and like you know come you tell what the future trends are going to be. You, you, you ever see those newsletters where like those guys would have like their stock tips or you know, the economic trends that they foresee. 
But here's the thing with that, though. We can't just like print it out. We've got to like type it on a typewriter and, and photocopy it. Photocopy we, it. Okay. And you have to put it in one of those clear covers that have the plastic binder thing going down the side, you know, like you did in school when you turned yeah. in reports. Ben has a photocopier right behind him in his office right now. Just saying. There you go. There you go. And it's a, it's a like industrial one. Yeah. Oh, that, this is just taking me back to my 90s roots. <laughs> Speaking of 90s roots. So I saw a random tweet this morning that was from, uh, I guess, a defense attorney. She said that her client was just released from prison after 30 years of being incarcerated. As this individual was getting, you know, getting back to life, everyone kept saying, oh, well, you can get that form at our website or we'll send you an email with that information or whatever. And this person was like, what are they even talking about? Like 30 years. No. Imagine, so, 1991, no imagine, yeah, going away and coming back in 2021 and all that's changed. Can you imagine? Like that, that wow. That just made me think for a while. It's like, we've done a lot of stuff in the past 30 years. A lot of stuff. Yeah. And, yeah I mean, I'm crazy. only 36, so <laughs> that's like my entire life. Yeah. yeah. I guess that was a bit of a downer. Sorry. I just thought it was wild. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the guy who who woke up from the the coma and like I guess went into a coma like right before coronavirus started and he woke up and it's just like the entire uh, world has changed. Yeah. 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 But you know what? On a little bit of better news, like I actually <laughs> went and um for my birthday tree, I went and drove to a coffee stand, which is something we have in in Seattle in the Pacific Northwest, which most places don't have, which are these little tiny shacks that you can just uh drive up to them and they give you coffee and it's great. And I haven't done anything like that because because of the pandemic and, uh, you know, it's I just have been very, you know, tightly staying home. But I figure, you know, for my birthday, it's just it's fine. So I just went through this little um, this coffee shack and it was just like this little shining moment of almost normalcy. And I was just like, OK, I can find I finally am feeling like this might come to an end one day and I can like drive home. I can take my little coffee out of my co- cup holder, my car. I can like walk back to my front door. I'm just not, I won't be like just in the house all day. I think it's definitely like, happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going. I, I, I have to ask though, you know, these coffee stands that you mentioned, did you go to a chain coffee stand or was it an independent coffee stand? Oh, it's an independent. I don't even know if they have chain coffee <laughs> yeah, yeah. stands. Yeah, Mercury's. Yeah, Mercury's Coffee is a is a chain of them. Mm-hmm. Like the only ones I know are like they're always very weird, idiosyncratic thing. Some of them have like ladies in bikinis to make your coffee, <laughs> the, but that's yeah. gross. I'm not going to go to those. Yeah, it's just like a normal little. It's it's sort of yellow. It's got a picture of a rooster on it. It's by the freeway entrance. Nice. Yeah, just around the corner from my office, they they just recently built one of those, and it's it's Mercury's, which is why that's top of mind for me because I passed by it. And uh, but they just built it, as in they started that after the pandemic. And I was like, wow, that's that's pretty optimistic. You know, you're gonna gonna build one of these places when there's like no no cars coming through. But uh, really, are are there no cars like like around here? They're pretty popular still. Like the drive through was has been one of the things that people still do a lot. So like. I think if anything, they've become more popular just because you can't get coffee any other way. Can't go in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess so. You were talking to a, a sales consultant person. And mm-hmm. so what's going on with that? I'm just curious. 
So that's going to be starting next week, actually. Oh, that's awesome. So this is a guy who has, what's the name of his company? Uh, I can't I, remember. I Oh my gosh. Okay. I'll have to link it in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, we'll link it in the show notes. Yeah. And his thing is he helps sort of software companies create like sales systems and processes and everything. Yeah. And it sounded yeah. like just what we needed. So we're all just like, yes, go for it. Please. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's really into sales. That's his background. And he's had a lot of experience in that realm. And he's now started a productized service. So it's like, it's kind of like hybrid SaaS and professional services model where there is software involved. He has built some CRM software and also has a staff of people who help you use the software basically and, uh, and, and help you through the process of doing salesy stuff. So yeah, I'm pretty excited about, about that, especially considering that just yesterday I had a really bad experience with an outbound sales team from some company that we will not link in the show notes, but they, they emailed me like four times over the past three weeks. And of course, all unsolicited and I just ignore these things. Yeah, yeah. I just ignore these things. You know, I just delete them. It's no big deal. But it became a big deal yesterday when we got a, a phone call to our main number. And I typically... Oh, no, they didn't. They, oh, yes, they, they, they did. did. They didn't call the 800 number. They called the 800 number. We, we had to pay to get that call. <laughs> I don't know what they're thinking, <laughs> calling a number that's posted on our website, but they did. And they're all like, hey, this is what we do. And you should call us back and we'll talk to you. And, and the service that they sell is outbound sales. This is what we do. We hound you incessantly until you curse. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just like, as soon as I heard that message, I called them and I'm like, get me off your list. Do not call me, do not email me. And I don't know what they were thinking. Like, apparently they don't know how to market to developers because <laughs> you don't spam email and call a developer and expect to have a good response. Well, they're and trying to no think. <laughs> So I've got to, I've got to say, we're just like, okay, we're going to get a sales consultant and do this stuff. And then we're just like, we hate sales. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, what's, uh, <laughs> like, what's going to break there? <laughs> yeah. Ne next week when we record the episode, I'll be like, so calling people is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to figure that out. I don't know how that's going to work out, how that's going to play out yet, but I'm hoping that our, our new consultant slash productized service person is going to have the, um, the ability to help us thread that needle so that we can, yeah. we can actually do some outreach without annoying the... He didn't seem like uh, the type of person that would annoy me like that yeah, in his video true. that I watched mm -hmm. for, yeah, for what it's worth. Yeah, mentioned should mention that. Yeah. Like, uh, so he, he sent us a proposal, with, you know, that nice little PDF three, four pager thing talking about what mm -hmm. he was going to do, but also sent like a Loom video with the proposal and to kind of walk through it. And I was like, yeah, extra credit See, above and beyond. As a uh, demonstration, yeah. an active demonstration of your sales techniques, like I feel like that almost that already alleviates that concern for me a little bit. Like, I mean, if he did that for our customers and in, in terms of like, this is what you get from Honey Badger. And by the way, I like recorded this like custom walkthrough for you of mm -hmm. like how everything works, you know, like personalized. That kind of thing actually like sells me versus, you know, like 15 phone calls and text messages. Totally. Yeah, I agree. It, it felt it was a very nice, it's a very nice cozy feeling that I don't get from a lot of these like yeah. sales emails. The video was also not too long either. That was that was the mm -hmm. second impressive part, like that he recorded a video and then it was like brief, concise, and had 
basically the information that I, that I was looking for. Yeah. It's like, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. We'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and in similar news, I've been playing around with various metrics gathering tools this past week or two to try and get a real good handle on what our rates are, our conversion rates, like from, from visitor to trial and from trial to paid. And, you know, it's been somewhat challenging because, you know, we have users and we have accounts and the billing stuff is associated with account, not a user. And a lot of these analytics tools are like, you know, got a user, it's all user-based. And it's like, well, we have to do this transition period where a user creates an account and that's where the payment thing happens, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And of course, we also have the challenge of developers are our customers and they turn off all the, uh, you know, mixed panel and, and all the other tracking stuff. And so we, we're doing something in-house. We're using Ahoy, which is a, a, some Ruby code built by Andrew Kane. And that, that person is just a machine. Tell you what, go, go browse through the repositories on GitHub for, for him. It's amazing. Anyway, Ahoy is great. It puts a couple of tables in your database and you track all these events like page views and, and whatever custom events you want from the back end all on these tables. And so you can just query them like normal, you know, like a regular database table. And uh, just this morning I was putting together some stats. And so now we have new percentages on our internal admin dashboard. Oh, is it, is it up? It's up. Oh, it's, cool. It, it, it may be slightly inaccurate. There were some problems, I think, that I noticed right before we started recording. But... Uh, yeah, so we actually have some big fat numbers with percentage signs behind them. It's pretty cool. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. I've been wanting to uh, set up Ahoy for a long time on our app, so I'm excited that we finally have it. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Why did we wait so long? I don't know. That's kind of one of the sort of curses of Honey Badger has always been like, like yeah, we can, like, we can get information on like trial to pay conversion and stuff because all that stuff is it's in our own database. But like the tracking conversions from like, a visitor to signing up is just has always eluded us mm -hmm. and maybe there's a way to do it that we just don't know but like i don't know if it's just because developers block ads or or what but like based on all the tracking software like you would think that nobody ever looked at our website before signing up which probably isn't the case but well, one of the one of the things was self-inflicted wounds because we refused to send events to Google Analytics, and so I mean, we tried though for a while. Yeah, we did. We did. We always sort of. felt kind of icky about it, and so we never really like nailed it. But yeah, I mean, not recently, but when I set it up a long time ago, like we tried, and it's just it's still. I yeah. think we did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, remember we had Shane Rice uh, like configure the whole mm -hmm. thing for us at one point. Like with all those events, like yeah, that all was the inflection points. Yeah. And I mean, and he did a good job. Like he, that guy knows Google analytics, but I don't know. I, it seems like a, like a tricky problem for a lot of SaaS companies too. Like just getting that, that specific part of the, of the funnel, like visit to sign up. Yeah. It's probably easier for like, like info product type sales. Um, because people are coming for a specific, it's like a specific conversion, like sales thing, but we've always had the problem of like, if we're doing content marketing, like they're there for the content, not for a SaaS, and they might come back at some point and because they were exposed to us through the content marketing, but how do you tie that event? You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's just, there, there's a bunch of interim like steps that complicate things. Yeah. Speak, speaking of that, I actually cheated a bit when I was putting the stats together because we have so much traffic to the blog that it kind of drowns out 
traffic of people who are actually intentionally coming to check out the product. <laughs> so great job, Star. <laughs> and so I thought, well, let me just ignore the blog traffic. So the, the queries that I was working on, if I ignore views to blog pages and just track views to our main sales pages, then the, our, our, our conversion ratio is much better. So I decided to go with, go with that approach. Nice. Uh, so it's kind of funny how you can like, you know, put your thumb on the scale in different places and make things look the way you want them to look. <laughs> exactly how you want them to. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping that sort of a sales process might actually shed some light into, into that dark corner because if you know if for example we we got people to sign up for i don't know say a intelligence report and give some information on that and we contacted them like we would be able to have stats about you know about our ratios and, and everything from that because there would be you know a physical person involved it wouldn't just be um you know trying to put a cookie on somebody's computer put a cookie yeah. on their desk and they're much more likely to buy honey badger <laughs> oh, there you go. That's a good. That's a good thing. What if you put a honey badger on the desk and not so much? No. <laughs> I have had my kids suggest that we do that and uh, send a honey badger mm-hmm. or a cookie. Because I mean, like we've also talked about sending like food. <laughs> People do, do like food. Do you remember? This must have been six years ago or so. Remember the time we actually did do cookies? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's why that's familiar. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. I think we actually borrowed that idea from Office Space, if I if I remember correctly, because because Susie was really into making doing the cookie thing. Well, that's when cookies were hot too. It was like a it's like the cupcake fad. Before the cupcake fad, there was a cookie fad. You know, uh, the great cupcake flood <laughs> of twenty eleven. <laughs> Children were drowning in buttercream. <laughs> Those are the good days. <laughs> So yeah, it'll be interesting to see if we can make this tracking happen. And then my goal is to like, once we have some good numbers, actually like find ways to you know make those numbers go up, right? But if you can't measure it, you can't improve it. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully the measuring is going to be in place now. So I'm pretty, yeah. pretty excited about it. It'll that. be nice to have that if it works to have it on a dashboard. Yeah. We've, we've always been like, we've been able to go like star you've done you know, like deep dives into the numbers and stuff. And that's been awesome. But like, you have to go and do that whenever, whenever we want it. And if we could, yeah, if we had a way to like, just track that stuff, it would be useful, it seems. Yeah, definitely. One thing to keep in mind also is, um, is it might be useful to have a um, view that filters out some of the less, less converting sources of traffic, you know, like, you know, we've got certain geographic regions that just have, way like have way lower conversion rates than any, anywhere else and account for a lot of uh, sign up so so it might be useful to have a view that kind of filters those out so you can get a more i don't know level a, a less chaotic view of uh of the stats yeah totally yeah i i was thinking about that i haven't done that yet so that's definitely to do this but i was thinking about that based on your analysis you did I am, however, already excluding all the Heroku signups since they are, you know, their customers are so much different than our on-site customers. And I'm also excluding the GitHub student pack people because, oh, you know, that's good. they come through, they get the free year, they don't convert anywhere near as well as, you know, people who are actually like doing this for a job kind of thing. So, yeah, that makes the numbers much, much more realistic, I think, to ignore those two sets of customers. Oh, yeah, totally. 
Yeah, I'm curious to see. I'm curious to see how this um, sales consulting thing works. You should let us know how it goes because I mean, all this is sort of tied into marketing and the stuff we're doing at our, our monthly marketing meetings and everything. So it'll be good to work as a team on that. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready to nice see that thing. hockey stick <laughs> from the chart. Yeah, from the sales from the sales effort. It, totally, it's gonna it's gonna look like a Bitcoin uh Bitcoin market uh <laughs> chart. We're gonna have to work out what my uh, what my compensation schedule is, right? What's my, uh, what's my quota? And <laughs> gonna be driving that Lambo pretty soon. These, uh, sales commissions. <laughs> be the only one in the company with the Lambo. <laughs> it, you, it'll be worth it. <laughs> well, it seems like we are um, reaching a natural plateau. So, <laughs> should we call it? Let's call it. All right. Wait, um, the company's well, plateaued. <laughs> oh man oh, no. to the moon Joking. diamond hands <laughs> oh not you too ben i was i went on my morning walk and i saw that somebody had written and there was a tr like a truck went by me on the road and somebody written on the like dust on the background they're like gme to the moon and then like pictures of diamonds and that's awesome I, it's like oh my god this is just this is too wild wait what was the kind of what was the car that was, this was on it was just like a, a delivery truck or something. <laughs> nice. Like, like somebody had written, had like walked by it or something. Oh, I don't okay. Think the truck's owner meant to do it. Cause that's just. Cause if know, you're going to write that on your car, it better be, it better be a Lambo or something. Yeah. And it better not be like written by somebody's finger in the dust on your car. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. It's everything's just dust in the wind. I guess that's the message of that. All right. So you've been listening to Founder Quest. <laughs> um, please go review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever. We're looking for authors. If you want to go to our blog, look at the Write For Us page. I'm going to be looking for people to help with these intelligence reports. So if you're interested in, um, I don't know, like doing deep dives into the current news of, of a specific programming language or platform, like definitely get in touch. Um, you can just go to that same right for us page. And is there any final thoughts, any wisdom? So they got to tweet at us at FounderQuest. Oh yeah, FounderQuest tweeted us. Um, Tell us your wisdom. We, yes. Tell us where you got coffee this morning. That's a great way to engage. You can choose. You can. <laughs> I mean, we don't have any wisdom. That's obviously why we have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just think all of our listeners should join the conversation. You know, join like engage the way you want. To. We should do a yeah, call-in show on air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tweet at us if you'd be interested in having a live call-in show. Of <laughs> this is just this is just getting super super retro. We got like a call-in show. We're gonna have like a typewritten newsletter. I really kind out. of want to start a a like snail mail newsletter now. Like you know, like all the people with Twitter newsletters, like none of them are doing like fit, like actual newsletters. And I feel like you'd get, yeah. you definitely get people it would be cool. putting in their Actually, info yeah. for that. You're right. You Honestly, would like, like, I, like, I really kind of want to do it. Yeah. Like I, now that you say that it kind of was like a joke, but now, yeah, no, it would be amazing. It, like if I could just get like two physical pages about, you know, what's going on in a programming community mm -hmm. or whatever that I'm interested in, like put that, it on my coffee table. I can just look at it. I don't have to like remember to pull it up. You can throw it in the like trash that. after you're done with it, Star. You can just recycling, Josh. <laughs> we live in the Pacific Northwest. 
You don't want them coming for you. <laughs> no, no. This is this is like retro, remember? We don't recycle. <laughs> oh, I got it. I got it. Okay. We just throw out the car windows and driving down the road. <laughs> Well, this has been Founder Quest. We love the environment. We love our Mother Earth. And we love, most of all, you, our listeners. So true. Founder Quest is a weekly podcast by the founders of Ani Badger. Zero instrumentation, 360-degree coverage of errors, outages, and service degradations for your web apps. If you have a web app, you need it. Available at honeybadger.io. Want more from the founders? Go to FounderQuestPodcast.com. That's one word, where you can access our huge back catalog of episodes. FounderQuest is available on iTunes, Spotify, and other purveyors of fine podcasts. We'll see you next week. <laughs>